This is Mike Bursell, voice of the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover and Living with the Land. Welcome to a voyage of discovery and awareness of the richness, the diversity, and the often surprising nature of the Mickey Dudes podcast. Ohana means family. Family and Mickey Dude podcast means nobody gets left behind. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. It's the Mickey Dudes Podcast. Here's your master of ceremonies, Wazowski. Hello, humans! Hello, humans, and welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch, joined tonight by a bunch of amazing Mickey Dude rotating commentators and some special guests. With me from Daytona Beach, Florida, and sometimes up in the, uh, I guess, nation's capital. Yeah, I was going to say capital region and all. Um, We have Joe Quattrochi. What's going on, Dave? Uh, Another uh, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend in the books. We all survived. As useless as every show he is, as much as we love him, we have Chuck Fitzgerald on, who's not going to be part of our topic tonight, but he will be taking over for me as host, because I can barely breathe, so say hello, Chuck. Hello, Chuck. But the reason why I bring it up now is because we have Chuck's better half on for this show. Hailing from Buffalo, New York, we have Heather Fitzgerald. Hi, friends. Hello, Heather. Thank you for being with us. And we also have some special guests on. Uh, recent Florida transplants from the uh, great state of Texas. We have Eddie and Zunima Lusardo. Hello there. Hi. Hi, guys. Uh, thank you for being here. Uh, before we get started, uh, can you tell our guest a little bit about yourselves, your love for Disney, and uh, basically uh, any uh, information about uh, how you started running? Because this is a Run Disney show. Who are you? Alright, I guess I'll start it off. Sure. Um, so, been disney fan my entire life basically grew up on it going to i originally from california right outside the gates at on harbor boulevard (laughs) and uh even moving to texas still continued going my whole life and then i met this lovely lady over here on my left of course you guys can't see as this is a podcast (laughs) but um she's like you know what that's uh we we saw some people running through animal kingdom one year and we're like, what is this all about? So we're like, hey, let's do some research, find out what it was, and been doing Run Disney ever since. This was, um, I don't know, what, eight years ago? It was eight years eight ago. Eight years ago. Wow. Yeah, we saw our first Run was, Disney. We were there, we were here at Walt Disney World for a marathon weekend, and we had no idea. Awesome. And Zanima, a little about yourself? Um, so I am originally from El Paso, Texas. Um, my love from Disney grew uh, when I had signed up to do the college program. I did the college, the Disney internship program back in 04. 
So I came up here, I worked for Disney for a bit, um, and I loved it. I went back home, I finished school, and I had every intention of coming back, but then life happens, you know, you get the job, you get married, and you know. Um, so I got an opportunity to be transferred to Orlando, and we took it, and here we are. And what did you do for your college program? Um, I actually, I was a cashier at uh, the Electric Umbrella. Awesome. In Epcot. Yeah. All right. And I just realized something. Heather, you've never been on the show uh, f- officially. So, Heather, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Um, threw your curveball I, I don't there, know what I? to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just threw your curveball. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Well, Heather's been on the show many times. We used to see her walking in the background when Chuck was recording his shows. So she's we, always technically... her, we always hear her yelling at Chuck during the shows. Yeah. Well, your love of I Disney, your love of Disney, your uh, interest in Run Disney, how it got started, all that. Hey, uh, so I've loved Disney ever since I was a little kid. I never did the college program because I went for education and the Disney college program was not offered through my school, so I could never do that. Um... How I got involved with Run Disney was through the Be Our Guest podcast, actually. Awesome. All right. And let's have a word from our sponsors. Whether it's the first sip of French roast at your Disney resort or the grand finale of a signature dining experience at a restaurant like Le Cellier, Chico, or the California Grill, Joffrey's coffees make Disney memories more magical. Why not savor that Disney vacation just a little bit longer while enjoying a cup of Joffrey's in the comfort of your own home? Visit Joffrey's, the official coffee and tea company of Disney, online today at joffreys.com. Joffrey's Coffee and Tea, a flavor for every Disney memory. Who has the largest selections of DVC resale listings and is the number one DVC reseller in the world? Who has 90% of their listings sell within 30 days with no upfront fees? Who has 95 years of combined Disney Vacation Club experience and has been selling DVC since 1993? Who has over $360 million in sales of DVC? The answer, my friends, is the same for every single question. It's DVC Resale Market. If you're in the market for buying Disney Vacation Club or have any questions about DVC, then look no further than DVC Resale Market. Nick, Kevin, and the whole team will do their very best to get you exactly what you need and answer any questions that you might have. Take a look at their website for some great information, their latest listings, or just some FAQs. We would like to thank DVC Resale Market for being part of our team, and now it's your turn. Let them be part of your team when buying DVC. Check them out at DVCResaleMarket.com. News fast, ladies and gentlemen. Pacinetti is on the mend. He will be back soon. Nice. And I can barely breathe because this is what's this is what happens when you move to Florida. So, <laughs> Chuck, would you please take over for me? Yeah, sure. Yes. I'll, I'll take over for you, Dave. But before we do that, I do want to discuss um, the fact that you can barely breathe. Isn't that a song by uh, Duncan Sheik? Cause I am barely breathe. Oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. I mean, I can provide you background vocals. That's like my my junior year of high school. 
Junior year of high school. What year was that song released? 1997. Huh. I keep forgetting I was that we nine. have the same age. I was nine years old. Nine years old. Just want to throw that It's out amazing there. how you associate certain songs with certain periods of your life. And I remember specifically what was going on when that song was out. That's why I remember that. So this trip down memory lane brought you by Joe's Unresolved Issues. Well, you know. <laughs> At least, at, least right, I, at least when I moved to Florida, I don't have the problems Dave has. And neither yeah. does Eddie and Zanina because they're they they're breathing fine tonight too. So when they moved, yeah, I I have not been sick since I moved here. <laughs> yeah, Dave, it's just allergy. you, man. Yeah, my allergies cleared up once I moved here. Everything is always flowering in this damn state. <laughs> I was walking through Epcot on. I'm like, it's January, and there's like cherry blossoms out. I'm like, I'm like, did like they like turn off the? Did they forget to turn off the pixie dust machine or something like that? I'm like, come on. <laughs> All right, Chuck, please. Help okay. Me well, hey, you just kept talking. I can't help that. All right, everyone. So this weekend was the annual uh, marathon weekend for Run Disney, which is the quintessential Run Disney event for the calendar year. Um, it's the only one, I believe, that has the full challenges where, for some reason, people wake up seven days in a row or whatever it is. I don't run, so this is my uh, poor attempt at this. You run your mouth. I do run my mouth. Uh, seven days in a row at 2.30 in the morning. Um, which is not correct, and I'm being told it's not correct. Um, but yes, yeah, so this weekend we had four people on this podcast uh, running. So as opposed to me trying to explain what the I didn't weekend run was this year, this week, this year. Okay, first of all, it was three people running this weekend, not four. <laughs> oh, sorry. Someone had FOMO. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, three people ran this weekend. And I will uh, defer to you guys to discuss the weekend. So, Joe, I will start off with you. Sure. So, first of all, um, I did run this weekend. Uh, just to correct some of Chuck's uh, misnomers, this is the only weekend that has the marathon. There are other Run Disney weekends that have challenges. However, this is the one that has the goofy and the dopey challenge, which is four mornings in a row, Chuck, not seven. It feels... Uh, like seven. I'm sure it does. I I did the dopey a few years back. One year was enough. It's a lot of waking up. He's early. also adding going to the ride uh, rises of resistance into that. That you know, <laughs> sure some people did that too. As you're waking up that early, you might as well continue your trip and go see that. You know, as the days go on. But anyway, so that is the um, so this is the kind of the granddaddy of them all of the weekends. I kind of look at it as everybody knows. I'm a big NASCAR fan. It's like having the Daytona 500 in the beginning of the season, the biggest event. This is the biggest run Disney event. It starts off the calendar year. And then, you know, obviously you got Princess Weekend. And then you've got Wine and Dine. And Star Wars is in uh, April, I believe, this year. Wine and Dine at the end of the year. So, uh, but yeah, first and only weekend with the full marathon. Uh, and obviously a lot of the excitement is due to the uh, Dopey Challenge, which has started, I think, is this the fifth year? I believe it is. Fifth or sixth year of the Dopey Challenge, um, where you run all four events over four days, 48.6 miles. But uh, as for myself, I did the just the half marathon this year. I only do one marathon a year. I did my marathon back at Marine Corps in uh, October. Uh, Eddie and Zunima, you guys did the Goofy Challenge, I believe? Yes. Okay. Um, I will specify. I attempted the Goofy Challenge this year. 
Okay. Well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get in. I'm sure we'll get, I'm sure we'll get into that. So I'm going to um, defer to um, our guests since uh, let's you know let them tell us about their experiences. So do you guys want to tell us since none of us ran the uh, 5K or the 10K on Thursday and Friday? Uh, do you guys want to tell us just a brief uh, you know synopsis of what you guys first thought of the expo and then what you guys thought of the half marathon? Marathon and then uh, the full marathon on Sunday, and then when you guys are done, I'll fill in my two cents about my experience on Saturday. All right, I guess I'll start. Um, but unfortunately, I don't really have any experience about the expo other than myself leaving work, going because obviously I live here in Orlando. Um, got out of work, went straight to get my bib. Uh, got there, got to the expo with just enough time to literally pick up the bib and make sure my shirt fit. So no much. And that was the, that was the extent of my expo experiences here, unfortunately. And it's um, I definitely had a lot of FOMO going on as I saw so many people that were in town taking pictures and videos of their experiences at the uh, at the expo in itself. And um, so that was great. <laughs> that was the first time I didn't really get to experience an expo. So it is what it is, as they say. Yeah. And, uh, well, myself, I actually took time off of work so I could go to the expo on uh, opening day because, you know, we know people go out there and if you see something, you like it, you buy it, you know, or you see something and you go and they're completely sold out. So I actually took some time off. I head out there. I actually uh, called Eddie um, through FaceTime. That's true. She FaceTimed me while I was at work. while he was at work. <laughs> Uh, kind of like dealing with a lot of people, people interrupting me. I'm like, hey, um, I'm trying to talk here and see what <laughs> kind of merchandise is available so I can tell her yay or nay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, of course, you know, there was a long line to get in. Um, they were allowed people to get in before it was actually supposed to open. So luckily I had gotten there early. Um, they had no control as far as how people were going in. Usually in the waiting areas, they have the tape on the ground, you know, and you're supposed to do like a snake. People were just rushing in. They weren't even, you know, taking consideration that there were lines and that you had to follow. Um, once they started allowing people to walk through, like people just would just, like a herd would just go towards the entrance and it, it was it was a mess. They only had one guy um, monitoring that area, so he couldn't control, you know, the hundreds of people that were uh, there waiting. So that was pretty bad. Um, as far as inside the expo, by the time I got there, there was already a lot of people in there. A lot of stuff was already off the shelves. And then, um, like me and Eddie were mentioning, we signed up for Goofy because it was a 15-year. So we were expecting to go get some 15-year merchandise. They didn't have anything of that. We're really disappointed. Um, they didn't have much of anything. I think they only had an I Did It shirt, which even then, um, I didn't think it was that great. Um, but that was one thing. I was really disappointed because of that. I expected a lot more merchandise for the Goofy Challenge since it was a 15-year anniversary. That's what they call foreshadowing. <laughs> Well, the one thing we always talk about, um, and I'm sure other podcasts have said the same thing, is um, the original rush when the expo opens. It's a lot of it is um, either people going for merchandise or the 
dopey uh, participants that are trying to get there early, get their merch, get their bibs because they're running the next day. So this is usually yeah. on a Wednesday. Um, I know for myself, I've I've been a part of that rush, and it's crazy where the lines are like stretched out to, you know, out to some of the athletic fields. This year, I actually met um, a friend of the show, Florence and Mike Porter. Shout out, Florence, how you doing? Um, they actually waited for me. I went Thursday late afternoon Thursday, and it was dead. Now, I don't know if there was some merchandise that was sold out that wasn't there, but there was plenty of merch when I was there. There wasn't a soul in the bib pickup area, and we neandered very calmly through the expo area where all the vendors were, and then the Run Disney merchandise area. You could shop because it's now it's the merchandise is separate in the cheerleading arena, which is the best thing they ever did once that arena opened, was to separate the Run Disney merch from the expo vendors. Yeah, we had 100% so much, agree with that. Oh, it was that's the best thing they've ever done. We, I walked around freely. Like I was FaceTiming my wife while you know she was at work. You know, I was saying, "Do you want this? Do you want that?" So if you don't need to be there, and there's not like specific merch that you don't want to, you know, need right away, that original rush, from what Zanim is saying, it sounds absolutely crazy. Try going later on if you can, because uh, you know, for future, uh, you know, for our listeners, for future runners out there, because it might not be as crazy. And it was, it was pretty much dead when I went there. Yeah. Sounds like <laughs> like, no, okay. I, yes. I, there you go. I, I, <laughs> yeah, might might be worth uh, listening. <laughs> so then, for uh, let's, if you guys want to go into your experiences uh, on Saturday for the Walt yeah, Disney the half. World Half Marathon. Uh, so the half, um, you know, I I was uh, this, this was the first time I ever ran the official Walt Disney World Half Marathon. Um, I was I've been been here plenty of times uh to do the wine and dine and star wars half marathons and so be it that i've never done the official Walt disney world half nor princess because from what i understand they're a similar course um i was kind of excited or i'm sorry i was very excited to, to know i'm um, sorry that we were going to get to run through cinderella's castle um for a half um obviously we do that every year with the full because I mean this was my fourth year trying to do the full and um, so that was pretty cool uh, the excitement was there for me knowing I was going to run through Magic Kingdom instead of starting in the Magic Kingdom parking lot uh, so that was pretty neat for me uh, I thought the weather was great emphasis on thought <laughs> because uh, we had a good breeze a lot of cloud coverage but after seeing my race photos it was very apparent um it was pretty humid much more humid than i believed at the time so might have uh, caused some i don't know some issues for me in the yeah. <laughs> yeah. but but overall i i really liked the course oh was, i'm sorry not the course um i liked the fact that we ran through magic kingdom um Took several pictures. Uh, I'm glad it was pretty much uh, an out of back, out and back. Uh, the reason I say that is because passing some character stops at the beginning of the race, I was like, hey, you know what? I'm going to pass on this. But when you go back and you see how much of a lead you have on the balloon ladies and seeing how short the lines are for those exact same characters that were at the beginning of the race, I'm like, hey, let's jump in real quick. There's no, uh, no risk of being caught. So. That was good. 
Um, in my experience, like Arisa was saying, uh, this is our first time actually doing the half marathon. I really enjoyed it, just like he said. I thought the weather was great. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, but I don't know if because of us moving here, we kind of acclimated quite a bit. Because, uh, um, yeah, you know, we had friends come in and they were saying how hot and humid it was and how miserable they were. I thought it was great. Um, as far as the half, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I, that's pretty much all I have to say. I think Getty pretty much covered yeah. a lot of our, or what I was going to say. So, Did you guys take any kind of different uh, approach to it since you knew you had to run a full marathon the following day? So we came in with the thought that we're going to take it a little easier than normal um, to help save our legs for the following day. Um, but I think once we were there, that kind of went out the window. Um, not that we pushed harder, but I didn't exactly slow down uh, than my normal pace. At least I don't believe I did. Not on the half. So maybe yeah. the, adre the know, adrenaline I, kicked in a little bit on you? Yeah, he's kind of my pace. Because uh, I don't know how to keep a pace. Yeah, he doesn't know how to keep <laughs> she, pace. He keeps me very much accountable. Uh, <laughs> she's like, all right, so what, what do you want to do? Okay, so we're going to do that. So it doesn't really matter. So we do the run-walk method. Doesn't matter what the interval is, I want to push it, yeah. <laughs> and then I'm extremely tired towards the end. Um, so something I did notice though during the half, even though I felt, I thought I felt good and I was going really well, around I want to say like mile ten, that's when I started slowing down quite a bit, mm -hmm. and and some of the doubts started going into my head. I'm like, if I can't go ten miles without getting tired, how am I going to do the marathon? So, but <laughs> that's a story for a little later. <laughs> we'll talk about the marathon. Yeah, and um, so I tried to keep it as slow as possible when we first started. Um, of course, you know, I could tell Eddie to slow down and slow down and slow down, but <laughs> he won't pay attention. Um, so I think that that kind of contributed a bit um, for him getting tired, um, but I did try to keep it at like anywhere between a 1530 to 16. And that was just so we could save our legs for the next day. Cause we needed, you know, of course to stay ahead of the balloon ladies. And at the same time, make sure that we weren't completely exhausted for the full marathon. Yeah. So the reason we really care about the balloon ladies is that I'm not a fast runner at all. Um, on a good day, I'll probably hit 14 minutes per mile. And not just that, we were in the last corral. So <laughs> it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> they're, we're like, oh boy. <laughs> first time ever in the last corral, too. Yeah, I mean, that's never time. happened before. So yeah. this was really interesting. Was a, a rude awakening when we saw our corral placement. Yeah. Well, I definitely uh, will support your guys' theory about um, the weather because. Uh, I didn't think it was that bad either at first. I was like, you know, it's a little soupy, but it's not too bad. As obviously, I, I train a little bit in Florida when I'm home in Florida, and I train a little bit in the cold up here in Virginia. Um, so I was like, oh, this isn't too bad. But by mile four or five, right when I hit about the TTC, 
maybe it wasn't it was four i'm not sure what mile it was i know they changed it a little bit but right when you hit the ttc i felt like my socks start get wet and i was like oh man the sweat is just running down the back of my leg and i was like it sounds kind of gross but i was like and i looked at myself like man i am soaked already then I downloaded my photos from PhotoPass, and my castle photo looks like I had an accident. So <laughs> it looks like I wet myself. So you see, uh, when I, I saw so- that, I was like, "Okay, did did he or did he not?" I was wondering. And then I'm like, "Listen, there's plenty of bathrooms. I didn't wet myself well, right day. You know what uh, it is? I f- <laughs> I figured you are from Jersey, so I figured you didn't have any class. So. Uh, you know. <laughs> But it, it, listen, in all seriousness, um, we did luck out on Saturday. Um, there was a very nice cloud cover, which held on for even as the sun came up. Um, I started in crowd beef. So like I was about mile nine or 10, like the sun was starting to come up. And usually that, that sun will come out. You'll feel it. And it stayed nice and cool, even with a breeze. But you were still hot. So it was it was yeah. nice to it really kind of like I think helped a lot of people out. I know everybody wasn't as fortunate on Sunday if the, that that cloud cover was our Sunday. Things have been different for a lot of people on Sunday, but Saturday it was definitely a blessing. Um, it was hot though, um, but it was uh, it was definitely a, a good race. I liked it. You know, they did change the course a little bit because of all the construction at Epcot. Uh, even just running through like the, the the bus areas around Magic Kingdom, like it was a little different even than last year, which I found kind of refreshing. It wasn't exactly the same way. So I, I, I compliment Ron Disney, even just changing the course a little bit here and there makes it, um, you know, some people complain that, you know, usually the princess course and the half marathon course are the exact same. That might be the case this year, but it was nice to see, uh, it was a little different this year, which I, I enjoyed. Um, I guess now, since we've kind of talked the, oh, and one last thing I want to say this, this has never happened before. Um, just a little tip. And um, we always talk about like tips of what you should and should not do during a run Disney event or even those if even when you vacation in Disney World. I always tell people when you're doing a run Disney event, get to the corrals early. All right. Don't wait till the last minute. I met up with a friend of mine who works for Cygnus. She was down uh, in Disney hosting some people, some clients down there. So kind of hanging out with her by like the little Cigna area. We're catching up. We're shooting a breeze for about an hour and a half. It's about five after five. And maybe like maybe almost five after maybe five after five yeah, or ten after five. We are sprinting to the corrals to get up to to where we're supposed to start because we waited so long. It's literally a mile from the bag check to corrals A, B, and C, and um, the mass exit of the people that's walking. We were like zigzagging, like it was crazy. So just a tip: take our advice because even though I didn't take it myself. Get to the corrals early because it's not pay to get there late. Because thank God we had some nice run Disney volunteers that let us kind of like crawl in because we kind of like went down the wrong aisle and we went to where G was instead of B. It was just a mess because uh, we were running when we weren't supposed to be running. So um, thank you to those uh, friendly volunteers out there. But just get to the corrals early because um, it's not worth running and missing the start. And then it's, it just turns into a mess. So just take hard advice, get there early. There's a reason why they tell you to get there early. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. Um, but I guess if you guys want to talk about your experiences uh, for the marathon on Sunday, what you guys thought of the course and what your experiences were and dealing with the other runners and volunteers and everything that happened out there during your 26.2 mile journey around the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay, well, I'll start because uh, um, I did not complete the marathon. I pulled myself out a little early, but before we get into that, I'll 
talk about where my mindset, I guess, was. <laughs> um, after the half, I realized how miserable I felt that I started joking with friends that I was kind of hoping for a repeat of what happened a few years ago. I was <laughs> staring at the news stations, hoping that the weather would tell us that it's going to be lightning from like 1 a.m. to 11 a.m. the following day, <laughs> hoping they would cancel the marathon. Um, I think I had in my mind that this was going to be tough for me just because of how exhausted I felt after the half, even though the weather was very um, helpful. Um, if we didn't have cloud coverage for the half, I don't think I would have completed that one either. Um, but with the full, um, I already was talking to Z about how we, we're, we're typically, uh, we like to jump in with characters and stuff. And I told her I have no interest in stopping with characters because I need to make sure that um, there's no reason uh, to let the balloon ladies pass us. Um, so just kept on going, kept on going, felt pretty good. Um, and then we're going pretty strong. Um, I think that pace group was a six hour and 30 minute one. Mm -hmm. So they're pretty cool. Um, they do a little bit of different intervals. They do a 15 second run, 30 second walk, which is different than what I we do. And, um, but but for the most part, we're keeping up with them pretty good uh, for a little while. But then I had to stop using the restroom because I won't use a porta potty. I will not do that. Nor will I go to the restroom on myself. Um, so, so I'm like, yeah. no, I we. So the first two, I'm sorry, mile two or so, two or three, we go back in Tabcot. So I went ahead and used the facilities there. And then, unfortunately, when I got out, the pace group was long gone, so couldn't follow them anymore. But um, other than that, I felt pretty good. Um, was keeping a pretty decent time. We we're definitely well under 15:30 per mile. Um, so I, mean, I realized keeping that up, we'll stay well ahead of them. And I was just looking and staring, hoping that a 6:45 pace group would come along. Wouldn't happen. Um, <laughs> um, so we just kept on running, kept on running. Got to Magic, uh, sorry, the parking lot at Magic Kingdom. And we started hearing some pacers behind us. So I was getting really excited because um, I knew that they were going to help me complete this task. Because by that time, the sun was out. There was no coverage whatsoever. There was, I don't believe there was any kind of breeze. It was just miserable. I saw at that point, uh, before we even got to the, the Magic Kingdom parking lot, I saw people, men, I'm sorry, taking off their shirts and pouring cups of water down, down themselves. And um, I don't know, you, you might have to cut this out, lifting their shorts and pouring it down that as well, <laughs> because it was so miserably hot and humid. Um, so it just kept on going, kept on going. Um, for whatever the reason, it felt like forever before the Pacers caught us. We actually made it through the entire parking lot, through TTC, past Contemporary and everything, um, through all of, all of Magic Kingdom. I don't even really know, where we by the Grand Floridian when the Pacers finally caught up to us? I don't even know what mile that was. But, but at that point, I started feeling, um, when we're passing the Grand Floridian, I uh, started feeling some shaking um, in my arms, uh, like twitching, and that was a cause for concern, and I kept going um, because my pace was still 
kind of the same. Um, it did decrease a bit, but I just, I'm like, you know what? It'll be all right. So we kept on going. And um, just chugging down Powerade, water, every single stop. Taking salt, uh, what are they, pills? Salt tablets? Salt pills. And uh, to help fight uh, dehydration. Um, because I, I've had that happen to me at a previous run Disney race where I had really bad, a really bad case of dehydration. But anyway, so I just kept on going. I was doing everything I knew would help prevent, uh, I'm sorry, help me complete the, the marathon. And I don't know, around mile 12, I, no, 13, mile 13, I started feeling chills, like all over my upper body um it, it was getting really bad and um and so it took me back to a place where i remembered in uh we did the 2017 disneyland half marathon and i went about four miles running with chills i didn't think anything of it at the time but i realized what happened i remembered what happened to me after that race so like you know what that slowed down so i just started we started pretty much walking um and uh I don't know. I, I got stepped on, <laughs> like, and uh, that uh, led to my hamstring getting tweaked. I don't know if it's because my muscles were twitching already. So just any little thing that broke my stride really um, affected me more negatively. Uh, and um, got to a point where I just told Z that, uh, you know what? Next time I see a bus, I'm just getting on it. I'm not gonna. I I knew there's no way I was gonna complete this thing. So instead of risking my health, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I'm just getting out of here. And we said our goodbyes. I mean, it was very emotional, obviously, because <laughs> it was my first attempt at Goofy. And um, um, I have completed three marathons successfully before this, all while Disney World marathons. Um, so I didn't think that this would have been an issue, but unfortunately it was. But I do not regret the decision of pulling myself out. I actually... Uh, Texted Dave right away, right as soon as I realized I wasn't going to do it. I t as soon as I got on the bus, I let him know. I'm like, hey, man, I'm not going to make it. So, oh, oh yeah, the talk about the bus. Okay, at least tell me to talk about the bus. Yes, <laughs> My experience actually on the parade bus. I don't know if you guys want to hear about that. No, well, first of all, it's it's smart you listen to your body. Yes. You, know, you, you live to race another day, but I'm definitely – want to hear because nobody ever talks about what goes on on the parade bus yeah but I'm, you seem to have a pretty good attitude about it so i'm curious yeah <laughs> so what happened on the parade bus okay so on the parade bus um <laughs> for, first of all the first bus i saw it says parade on it it was a big old motor coach you know like one of those like greyhound type buses but it was right there at a water stop so i go in there and i see all these um basically like our gear bag um gear check bags that they give to us at the expo you know when they give us um our our um participation shirts that's what i'll call them um so i see them on the seats everywhere and i'm like wait a minute am i might mm, well these aren't the official parade buses i i'm aware of that so i'm just sitting there and i just stare out when i see the balloon ladies pass i think they passed about three minutes after i got on the bus so obviously i was not that far ahead of them but then after them, of course, here come all the cyclists and a bunch of regular Disney transportation buses, and they all have on their uh, labeled parade bus. So I'm like, wait a minute, I think I'm supposed to be on one of those. So I get out of the bus and I start walking, falling behind them, 
Uh, luckily, uh, I'm sorry, let me go back a little bit. So behind the the buses, there were some vans as well, but they were like run Disney support vehicles. That's what, as far as they are labeled. But um, so I'm walking and then the cyclists are like, how did you get back here? Because obviously they would have swept me by, by that point. And I told them, well, I was on that bus and I'm trying to catch up to those parade buses because I figured that this bus I was just on is not the correct one. And there, Let me guess, that so was for volunteers, looked, that bus. Yep, it was a volunteer bus, but was interesting there were about four other racers in that bus as well in the motor coach bus so i let them know like look i got off because i realized i believe those buses ahead the ones that say parade bus that look you know the typical buses that take you from the resorts to the parks or to disney springs uh, in case for those who don't know what kind of motor bu um parade buses i'm referring to that's the ones that um that pick you up so just letting them know, um, we got some more people over there in the motor coach. I know I'm supposed to be up over there because I've had family who's told me <laughs> about their stories because they got picked up before for different reasons. Um, but it is what it is. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. And um, so I just walk in and then luckily the cyclist decided to ride ahead, stop the, a van. I got on the van and then the van drove me up to a parade bus and they stopped it let me board um and when i got in there i was thinking you know, i was gonna be be able to take a seat no um every single seat was accounted for and there's plenty of people standing on myself so i found a little spot just leaned up against the side doors and i did not want to move a lot of people crying um because oh. i mean it is emotional um, I don't know how many of them took themselves out or were forced out of the race, but there was a lot of crying uh, going on there. I, I myself didn't cry or anything, but I was like, man, this sucks because I really wanted that 15th anniversary medal, but it wasn't in the card for me that day. So that is what it is. Uh, when you get on the bus, they uh, give you Powerade and water, or at least they're supposed to. Um, they ran out of Powerade. Um, so I only took a water bottle. Uh, I guess they didn't account for how many people would have been picked up that, that early on in the race. I, I do not know. Um, again, this is like right before mile 15, um, where I boarded the bus. So, uh, we're on the bus. We're just driving along, going slowly. Cause obviously we don't, you cannot pass the runners that are up ahead. And then, um, so they make a turn after the, I don't know, I call it the sewage plant because it smells so bad. <laughs> we make a turn after that, yeah. And it, and then we had to wait for more runners to clear because there was a point where, I, I honestly, I do not know what road we were on at this point. And, um, but we saw more runners coming across. So we had to wait for the a clearance before we could um, continue on our path. So it took, I don't know, like, 30 to 40 minutes. I really don't know because I wasn't looking at the time. Um, but it took a while to get back to the Epcot parking lot. And um, they had a special medic area to drop off people that were swept. And um, they had many, many um, uh, um, medical volunteers, I guess, um, to assist people. And um, But before that, when, as soon as you get off, they offer you the marathon medal, which 
I was reluctant to pick up because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I did not finish. I always call that a finisher's medal. So like, if you don't finish, I don't think, but that's just a personal preference of mine. Um, or that's why that's the way I believe. So, and then, yeah, um, they would not let you leave the medic area without being seen because they want to make sure everyone's safe and, and healthy. Um, a lot of people checking their blood pressure and stuff like that. And um, once they say or feel like you're okay, then they let you go on your way. Um, they do give you your little snack packs, just like you would when you complete the race. And then when you head on out, you're right there in the runner reunion area. So and that's where I waited for this one to finish up the marathon. So, All right, fine. so so uh, Zaniba, when your husband left, decided to leave you. Uh, you kept yes. running along. Go ahead and just tell us um, about your experiences. Once uh, now you're by yourself, you're mile fifteen or sixteen in uh, yeah. of the marathon. What you're thinking, what your experiences from there? Now that you're uh, you're running solo now. So, well, first off, um, I think one of the things that affected us, or not affected us, but also. Um, kind of psyched Eddie out a bit was that they started late. You know how there's a holdup? Well, there was a holdup at the beginning of the marathon. We were supposed to start at five o'clock in the morning. Um, they started releasing people uh, 25 minutes, yeah, 28 so minutes after. Exactly so we didn't start exactly at five. Ooh. So be- because they had a delay, they were releasing those corrals like quick. Oh, that's true. Like usually they'll send out a wave and then it'll be like close 30 seconds, maybe a minute, and then they'll send another wave. Well, because they're already delayed for about like 20 some minutes, they were just releasing the waves like back to back. So even though we were in H for the half marathon, we were pretty far ahead when the last wave went out. So we had a little buffer between us and the balloon ladies well during the marathon because everything was just you know back to back we didn't have that buffer that we had before so then that was another reason why i was like you know what we need to pick up the pace a little bit more we can't start kind of slow you know like we would like to and then pick up the pace you know we need to pick up the pace now because they're right behind us so that i wanted to add that because of that you know the delay at the beginning and i really can't say exactly what the delay is i heard a lot of different things you know that yeah i didn't hear anything official but i heard official. a lot of different rumors but it seems like every single rumor is around the same line so yeah I don't know. that uh they weren't able to clear up the highways on time that there were still buses on the highway with runners and uh so they couldn't get they couldn't of, get to the crowds. They couldn't. Yeah, to, there yeah. there was uh, things on Twitter they showing like walker uh, runners actually walking on the yeah. shoulder because the traffic was so backed up. Yeah, and so yeah, Eddie pretty much said, you know, we ran. So when I left Eddie, pretty much at that time, I'm not gonna lie, I was I was exhausted. Um, it was draining. It was hot. Um, it took me a little while to kind of get my pace again. 
I started running, I was able to get back to my regular pace, and I was doing great. Um, however, because I was picking up my pace, in my head, I'm like, okay, I need to drink more electrolytes, it's a lot hotter, I'm starting to get a little bit warm. Um, every time I went to a medical tent, they were always out of ice. And then there was like two or three water stops where they were completely out of Gatorade. So then um, I had taken my own um, electrolytes. I had taken my own, you know, chews. Um, so luckily I had all of that, you know, for some people, you know, who don't take any of that because they rely solely on, you know, run Disney to provide for all of that, you know. That's something that I think people should take on um, for themselves just in case anything like that happens. Um, so I was around mile 20 and the entire time Eddie's texting me like, hey, you know, I spoke with my family or hey, our friend, you know, she got sick or hey, you know, and uh, like you're so far behind, you know, our friend. And when he sent me that text, I was like, well, then I should be able to catch up to her. So eventually I ended up catching up to her. Um, and this was like a little before my 20. I ran up to her. She didn't look good at all. Actually, she was talking about getting on the next bus. Um, but I remember just saying, like, let's just walk, see how far we can go. And a little while after is when I believe it was a medic on a bike was telling everybody on the course that they were shortening the course so that they were cutting out Blizzard Beach. So a little while after we saw exactly where they were putting the cones up and they were starting to redirect all of the rest of the participants to merge with everybody coming back out from Blizzard Beach. So unfortunately, you know, it's not that we decided to do it. You know, it was Disney's decision. But at that point, when we were merging with all of those other people, we did get real ugly remarks. Um, some people were not very friendly. Some people were not very happy. You could tell by their faces when, you know, they're walking by and then just see everybody else, you know, coming in. And then, um, that's really was, ups you know, that's upsetting to hear because that's not an, in the nature of a run Disney race. No, 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 of course not. But then, of course, you, you have the people like, oh, or uh, one of the ones like move out of the way for the real marathoners, you know, like, hey, we're all marathoners, we're all out here, we're all, you know, trying. Um, so at that point because everybody was merging, it got bottlenecked. You had so many people and then of course it's hot. It's hotter now because the sun's higher. Um, people were walking now. Uh, people weren't moving as fast as they were earlier. So I wanna say for the last four miles, pretty much couldn't run. You were looking at people, like hundreds of people just walking. So I think the last four miles, we ended up walking. Um, if I attempted to run, it was just trying to weave people left and right. 
trying to find a hole here and there to try to get through. So that was more exhausting. So pretty much just ended up walking. Um, we got to Epcot. Of course, we had to stop for an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> um, and we finished, the, uh, we crossed the finish line and Eddie was there <laughs> at the end. And yeah. Yeah, I figured if um, I'm not going to complete the marathon, I'm like, you know what? I never done a support or a cheer squad type thing, so I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna participate in that <laughs> in that aspect. So that's yeah. that was my thought process at that time. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. I saw uh, several people I knew crossing, uh, cheering for them, and then um, so obviously like like Zalima mentioned, um, I was giving her updates as to where she was compared to people I knew she would enjoy running with. So looking at the run the live run tracking not not just relying on the text messages um it told me that Zelina was going to finish the race about 15 minutes later than she was going that than she actually did so luckily i was still right there at the and i got to see her um, as she was making her final approach so that was pretty cool yeah she saw me before i saw her because i wasn't expecting her at the time yeah <laughs> And scene. <laughs> Joe. Uh oh. Yeah. I think we lost Joe. Did we lose Joe? Oh, sir? okay. All right. So. Well, that, that's okay. Joe did Hello? a race too, or no, something. I, I'm here. Hello. Oh, oh that, okay. yeah. Joe. Joe ran a race or something. I. I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll allow him to tell you. No. So as, as I was saying. Uh, We've, I said, we've all done, uh, I said, myself has done the Walt Disney World Marathon. Dave has done the Walt Disney World Marathon. Uh, Eddie and Zunima have participated and done the Walt Disney World Marathon. Heather, have you done the marathon yet? I have. Okay. So, and we definitely know Chuck has not done it. So, <laughs> Chuck, has been, Chuck has been a, uh, you know, a, a very proud spouse and, you know, boyfriend when Heather did it. So, I'm going to ask the people who've done it, you know, who completed it, what is your favorite thing about Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend? What Out of all the other race weekends, what is your top thing uh, that you guys like about the Marathon Weekend itself? Wait, hang on. I'm going to derail us. I could have an answer on this as well. Okay, well, you can be as a spectator. You can. Obviously, <laughs> you're kind of hosting the show. I don't know why you shouldn't chime in. I'll chime in when it's my turn. All right. Got to be my turn. <laughs> I'll I'll make it my turn. Oh, go ahead. So the the free um, apple uh, applesauce squeezes at the expo <laughs> are fantastic. Okay, first of all, he's never been to Walt Disney World Marathon. I've only gone by myself. He's been to every other half marathon weekend that I've done. Can I be honest? So you can't say a word. Can I be honest with that? Yes. I have been known to uh, circle around a few times at the expo to get as many uh, applesauces oh, I as did. I can. Oh, I did. Yeah. And I made Heather give me hers. Those are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're guilty of that as well. Yeah, we do. <laughs> many, many rounds. Yeah. Well, Heather, what, what is your favorite, besides applesauce, uh, what, what is your favorite... Oh what are your favorite thing about Walt Disney World, the marathon and marathon weekend itself? Okay, so um, this is going to be really, I guess, bad to say, 
Um, but I'm one of those people that get on the first bus, see all the characters, and hit up every single character in every single race. <clears throat> yeah. And I run with a bunch of friends, and we all do it, and we all have a fantastic time doing it, and finish with not only one ride, but two rides, and an alcoholic drink, and boat snacks. Hey. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Dave, Dave. What is Dave? You've done the marathon and marathon weekend. What is your favorite? Uh, what is your favorite? Uh, I'm gonna jump on uh, Heather's answer, and I'm gonna say the obscure characters that are out that you can meet. Yeah. yeah there's definitely some ones that they break out for marathon weekend that aren't out for the other themed weekends. This is the one year se. I didn't run, and I always run the half. And Esmeralda was out. I don't have a picture with her yet. I was not happy. There are some characters that repeat, like yes. the grave diggers outside of Animal Kingdom. They're a repeat. Um, the um, grooms guys outside of the Grand. I don't are count repeat. them. They're, they're just, oh, they're just, don't? they're they're useless. It's like, wait, why are they wait, there? Wait, 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 hold on, hold on, time out. They are still characters. You no, still get a picture not. of them. Just like the goofy, just they're like the goofy golf cart. They're guys in tuxedos. <laughs> and most, and they're out. They're the out. They're out. Guy. They're out on Princess. They're not out during Marathon Weekend, and half of them aren't interested in the women that are running anyway. So what's the point? And the Goofy Golf Cart was out again this year, Heather. By the way, so thank you. I thank you, Eddie and uh, Zaniba. What are your guys? Because uh, you guys have run other race weekends, like in Disneyland and Walt Disney World. It's uh, your favorite thing about Marathon Weekend. Um, favorite thing about Marathon Weekends. Man, there, there's just there's a, there's a lot. Um, it it seems to um, I mean, this, it brings out so many people we've met over the years uh, at Run Disney events. This is the one that nobody really wants to miss out on. Uh, brings so many people from out of town, all, all over, and I I know that's not like Run Disney specific, but everyone wants to be here. So we get to see people that we don't see here. See. Um, throughout the year and that's actually one of my highlights trying to meet up with people that i don't get to see on a regular basis so, <laughs> so that's my my marathon weekend fa absolute favorite thing all right so nima what are your your thoughts i love the cheese at the end i'm glad <laughs> that they brought the cheese back that thomas was gross <laughs> Okay, I mean, I don't know how I'm gonna top cheese and hummus, but uh, <laughs> I, I will, I will uh, second Eddie on uh, on his thoughts. Um, definitely marathon weekend. It was my first run Disney weekend that I ever uh, did. Um, I've done ones out in California, like Dave has, and I've done uh, the only ones I haven't done. I haven't done Princess, and I haven't done Wine and Dine, but I've done Star Wars, uh, the race, and done you know Dopey and all that stuff. But marathon weekend itself, um, it's like a homecoming. And I agree. It's like everybody, that's the one nobody wants to miss. Um, if you can make it, that's the one to go to. So that's the one I like the most because it's like everybody comes out. Um, it's like the who's who of the run Disney scene is there. Like, uh, you know, all the podcasters will all run like to go. And, uh, you know, you have all the some of the professional athletes that run the marathon itself. They're out there and they break out the obscure characters and uh, that you normally don't see during some of the themed weekends. 
And also, too, it's the weekend where the classic Disney characters are featured. Um, it's not Star Wars based or princess based. You got Mickey, Minnie, Oswald was featured this year. So uh, Pluto. So that, that's kind of that's kind of cool that, you know, they break the classic Disney characters out uh, for this weekend as well. So that's I guess a few of the reasons why I like, uh, you know, Marathon Weekend. So those are kind of some of the positives about Run Disney. But there was uh, kind of here a segue here. I'm going to turn this over to Dave and Chuck and Heather. Um, a little bit about one of the announcements that came out about a certain club run Disney. Before we do that, that, are we doing our bottom half of the? I didn't know if you wanted to do the bottom. I thought we were just. Oh, I, I, some... I do because I have I have some things that I want to say. Dave Gosh. has complaints. Okay, He's Dave, what are you? <laughs> so let's start with Dave. I got a lot of grievances with you. <laughs> okay, so with me? no, just run Disney. So. Oh, okay. The one thing that I cannot stand now about Run Disney is there's no more Rudy Novotny uh, uh, announcing because he really made that race come alive. Him, Clarissa, John Pelkey, they all really kind of just get the crowd going. And to kind of drop Rudy, it just seems like a slap in the face to anybody who's a real Run Disney fan. Okay, so I was there the first race for the Wine and Dine that they replaced him at. And I was in the A Corral for both the 10K and the half. And let me tell you, those speakers were loud. They were loud. They were obnoxious. And all they did were play ads. And Carissa was still there. Mm-hmm. And, like, she went she went to, like, the characters. But all she did was, like, basically the ads for the sponsors. And then um, Second Chance Hunger was obviously for Wine and Dine. But it was so, like, ad-based. It was so sad. It was so sad. I was so annoyed. That's my piece on it. Yeah, I I really miss Rudy. Um, that the way he sent us out. I mean, his countdown was awesome. Yeah, it's so great. It's so great. I, I miss him so. Runners I, ready. Yeah, yeah that's one yeah. thing that I definitely uh, I agree with you guys on. I definitely missed the uh, missed this countdown. Yeah. I get to hear him at the Buffalo Marathon. That's awesome. I'm so excited. You're going to kill it. I hope so. (laughs) You'll be fine, Heather. So, Dave, can uh, can Buffaloes run that that far? Ha ha ha. (laughs) Ha ha. Ha ha ha. At least we have hills. Dave, do we do we let's let's get into the meat and potatoes. Come on. Yeah, that's fine. I'm itchy. Club run Disney. I have nothing to say on this because it's stupid. <laughs> that was your only complaint? Well, I thought you we missed were just... Rudy, babe. No. Yeah, no well, I thought we were doing top and bottom, so the bottom is no more Rudy, and then we were going to get into this uh, cluster you-know-what. Go ahead. I, I said my piece on it. It's stupid. Does, I'm going to say I'll Does go anyone on. else have a bottom complaint about Run Disney? I'll I'll, I'll 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 one up the I'll one up it. It's not stupid. It's foopid. You're just making up words. <laughs> okay, the shirts are really bad. Can we just talk about that? What, are you referring to the quality of the material? Like they're not the the merchandise is not champion anymore, so it's not as like yeah. high quality as champion. And yeah. also the tech shirts that we get are also not champion, and they're not up to quality either. Yeah, like it's like a, like a run Disney brand, and it's really bad. You're running, a really, yeah, you know, you're running a race that's a really in good Florida. Point, Why are they giving you long sleeve shirts? Well, because I live cold. in Buffalo, New York, and I like wearing them. 
Yeah, but the race is <laughs> in Come at Florida. me, Dave. Come at me. The race is I, in Florida. I actually like the fact that we get long sleeve shirts because uh, it helps protect you from the sun a bit. <laughs> yeah, Dave. That's a good point. You know, Heather, I actually didn't really think too, twice about that. It's actually their own branded shirt now. Right. Yeah. So, First thing so I do is I cut like, my shirts when I got them. Make them into tank If tops. you went to any of the merchandise things, it didn't say, like, Hanes or it didn't say Champion. It said, all said, run Disney. And that is one of the, you know, I know when you run, for example, when you run uh, Chicago, Nike is the official, uh, you know, provider of, you know, the Chicago Marathon where, you know, Brooks does the Marine Corps Marathon. Um, I think, believe ASICS still does. Is it ASICS or New Balance? I the ASICS did New York City. So like, there's always like a major company that does the. And Champion wasn't bad. But yeah. Disney, I guess, is just doing their own thing now and not putting two and two, two and two together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan of the material of the shirts at all. They're very rough, in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Speaking of rough, the $798.43 platinum membership for Club Disney is rough to swallow. So does anybody want to comment on... Uh... Well, let, let's explain what it is, okay? So I, I do have it up in front of me. Um, what was it? About five days before the start of the marathon, um, D23 and more specifically Disney announced Club Run Disney, which is... Probably the strangest, most obvious money grab I think we've seen them do in quite some time. There are three levels, being silver, gold, and platinum. Um, and it starts at $265.43. Um, and that is for the silver membership. And essentially what this gets you is a jacket, a magnet, a card that probably doesn't get you anything other than being a card. Um, and the ability... To have tier one pricing year round for all run Disney races um, and an exclusive virtual 10K in this coming October, plus a run Disney designation, excuse me, a club run Disney designation on race bibs. And if that's not enough and you want to spend an extra $200, the gold membership includes all of that and a guaranteed opportunity to purchase, purchase a spot in the half marathon or greater distance at each race weekend through early registration. And if you're not gluttonous enough, the platinum membership at just shy of $800. My first annual pass, by the way, I think was $800 gets you the, all of the above and a club run Disney expo experience, which includes a club run Disney lounge with convenient packet pickup. Joe, if I'm not mistaken, you just kind of walked right in, right? Yeah, I sent you. I sent the uh, the group chat uh, for our Mickey dudes a picture of the expo, and there wasn't anybody in there. I literally walked up, said hello, signed the book on my bib, and left. So did you unless eight hundred dollars, I did not. Um, Would you like how, to give me eight hundred dollars? My annual pass for DVC slash Florida resident, my goal pass is six hundred and sixty dollars. So that is um, an annual pass plus a deposit on my next year's. Actually, it's an annual pass plus my Tables in Wonderland membership. <laughs> so unless you're going there like to like buy the bunch of the merch like in the initial rush, like Zunima was talking about before, this makes absolute. No sense at all. There's no benefit to oh, this. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hang on. There's two other benefits to it, Joe. You get early access to the um, merchandise shop with a special character meet and greet opportunity. And then for $800, 
you can have upgraded corral placement. That's what got now, the internet going. Now, yeah. I have nothing further to say on this. Heather is literally taking the microphone away from me, so I defer. This is why we have Heather on. Heather, you have the floor. <laughs> okay, so I've gotten more information about Club Run Disney through not only through my friends at in the Lizard running group, but also throughout like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that other stuff. The specialized placement which i thought would get you into a higher corral like where where like normally i am but it actually does not it will get you in between um in between kind of like the middle corrals so that you are not you are not with the higher runners but you're far enough away from the balloon ladies that you you're kind of like in the middle um, so if you get placed in the B corral, you will automatically go to the B corral. You can jump down. That's always an option for you at Run Disney, but that's where you'll be. As for everything else, it's kind of a little ridiculous. I saw the jacket. The jacket's just a basic windbreaker jacket. Um, that has the, the Club Run Disney emblem. Um, yeah, other than that, it's it, it could have been cool. It really honestly could have been cool, but they just made it so ex- extraordinary that I don't think anybody will really buy it. You know what I, I heard, feel like? I feel like... I heard Squares... I heard uh, Running Square was pretty cool. And I know that when we did Race Retreat for Dopey in 2018, that was awesome. Well, that's exactly but, I mean, where I was going to go with it. I feel like if they were offering Race Retreat for all the races with that, then I could maybe see it because... Ra- you, you don't have me? No, Lost we got you. you. Yeah, we have you. What? But for those of us that don't know, i.e., me, what's race retreat? Heather, can you take this one? Okay, race retreat was a specialized area, especially in 2018 when it was like 30 degrees out and everybody was freezing their tushies off in shorts because it was supposed <laughs> to get really hot. So it was a designated area where there was your own porter potties, breakfast, a character meet and greet, photo ops, tattoos. Anything and anything that you could want. There was also a specialized place where you could put your um, your items that if you had like a change of clothes or if you had your other race medals that you could just go walk into the park. It was a place for that. Um, and they took that away and did Runner Square. And that was a that that was a non-covered area where Race Retreat was a covered area. I signed up for Race Retreat for my first marathon. I've done the marathon at Disney three times. Uh, the first time I did it, I figured, okay, well, I probably want to do Race Retreat. I paid an astronomical amount of money for it and didn't, didn't, <coughs> excuse me, didn't even use it because there were so many wonderful people that I got to know through Run Disney <coughs> internet groups that I just wanted to stay outside and just uh, pretty much uh, socialize with them. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong. Listen, I mean, there's nothing wrong with um, if you don't like something that Disney puts out, you don't have to, you know, then don't do it. But some things are just kind of egregious. And this is just as all of us are are seasoned run Disney veterans. We've run races on both coasts, multiple week, multiple weekends. We know how these things work. And I just do not see any value in this at all. So, I mean, if there are people out there that want to do this, that's great. Have at it. You can have your club run Disney. I have a feeling that they've seen the reaction on social media because the only mention of it I heard all weekend were two small kind of like pop-up signs in the expo, and that was it. There was no other mention. That was was basically it. And then there was the jacket that was on display. 
Yeah, so I don't really think that, I mean, maybe they didn't, if there was more of an excitement for it, you maybe have seen, but maybe they toned it back saying, whoa, whoa, whoa maybe we're not going to push this here. That's my opinion. But besides those two little signs in the jacket, I did, which I did not see, you did not hear a peep about this all weekend. So so I'm going to cut in real quick. Sure. Um, when I first saw what this, uh, about Club Disney, Club Run Disney, I'm sorry, I actually got really excited. And I I posted up on my social media how, how I was going to definitely do this. And I thought it was such a great idea, mainly because of the Corral placement upgrade. And then someone brought it to my attention. Did you see the prices? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, there's more to the article. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it would be something like more around the range of $150 total. That would be a completely year. different story. Eh? That would yeah. be... A- different story (laughs) but then like you got the people that are like bobbing and weaving through people because they don't they can't go like a nine minute mile pace like that was my whole problem with the like moving up the corral placement yeah i I understand where you're coming from but speaking of someone who's usually in the back of the pack hoping you don't get caught (laughs) i was like ooh, you know moving up making sure i never get caught that that definitely intrigued me a bit but yeah i could see how it would upset some quicker people <laughs> and it's, and it's, and it's some, around me and somebody who like is in a, a upper corral for example like the last time i ran a marathon i was in corral c so if i was a, a platinum member am i going up to b you know am i going up to a like am i really gaining that much by being bumped up with a upgraded corral place i'm really not no that so, was the point there yeah. was there's going to be a specific run Disney club corral in between like f and g so yeah, if so you were placed in C, you're already still in C. You can't move up. Yeah, so it doesn't that that benefits no good right there anyway. So it's right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, being placed between F and G doesn't appeal to me because this is the first time I've ever been in Corral H. We're usually in Corral F. I don't know why this year we were put in H, but yeah. <laughs> whatever. Well, hopefully that they will take some of the uh, things that were said online and if they listen to the show or not and maybe tweak it a little bit, make it a little more realistic. I know I've been on this show talking about the Disney Vacation Club golf program, which I pay 99 bucks a year and I get – I had a, a hat and a shirt one year. I get like a couple free rounds. I get discounted rates for here, free range balls. I get my value for the $99 that I pay every year. I just don't see the value in this. And it's, so what it's, I'm hearing, Joe, is this Disney VC – golf program is now going to be $900 probably because I just talked about it. I guess correct. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) But we all do know that Disney does listen. So with that being said, what is the one thing you guys would have liked to have seen out of club run Disney that just wasn't there. That didn't exist. That was, um, the Disney missed opportunity. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in here and and I say, I agree with Heather. It's all about, uh, and even Dave had it before. It's all about pre-race amenities look at major marathons all over the world new york city chicago london berlin if even if you run a and you're for a charity those charities have special tents and vip areas before the race private listen the most important thing a runner can have before a race is a private porta potty area that kind of stuff oh my it god sounds, it sounds kind of funny and weird those are the things that mean stuff to runners oh, and if yeah. you do enough if you do enough races where you've got 
listen, Disney's a major marathon. It's got 25,000 plus runners in it, you know? So those things mean something. If you have a club run Disney area where it's just club runners only, and you got your own porta pie section, your own little food section, water, like a, a shelter, if it's cold or rainy, I ran a Marine Corps marathon this year. Anybody who's out there listening, it was pouring rain. People were like huddling under like tractor trailer uh, beds and just trying to under overpass, trying to stay dry. I mean, you never know what the weather's going to be like. That would have been your what you want to shoot for um, would be that that experience. Everything else is kind of like, eh, you know, the the membership card. What are you going to do with that? You know what I'm saying? Like, but. The race day experience, the pre-race experience, that's where you needed to. And let me tell you something. If you would have did it for like $149 value or something like that, I actually would have looked at it doing that. That actually would have been something I would have been interested in, not at $800. Absolutely right. So, not. So the price – like I, I'm going along the lines of you. Like if you get something in between before the races because you don't know what the Florida weather is going to be like. We had 30 degrees out. You guys had like 90. It, you just <laughs> never know. Um. And then the other thing is what I do like about wine and dine is that they do an after party. So why not do like an after hour thing if you're going to charge a crazy amount? Yeah. Dave, Dave, Eddie, is there anything else to add? What do you guys Uh, think? I I just really like that idea that Heather had right now about the post race party. That that's the thing that gets me out to wine and dine. Uh, um, That that's the highlight for me. The fact that you pay the regular registration fee, but yet you still get a, an exclusive party. Well, I can't really say exclusive because friends and family could purchase the after party event as well. But but that in itself is awesome. Having a post-race party for all the half marathon participants So um, for Wine and Dime. So that would have been cool if Club Run Disney would offer that for their members at every race weekend. I think that would've been awesome. And I'm more towards the amenities, you know. Yeah, you know, having an exclusive area before the race or even after the race where you can go wipe down, use a porta potty that you know, like thousands of people haven't used already. Um, so that in itself, that would have been a good, great idea. Porta potty is a runner's best friend. <laughs> I mean, really there are is. real bathrooms. <laughs> Not in the middle of the Epcot parking lot. <laughs> or, or trees. I like. I've seen the trees too. <laughs> don't forget. Listen, there's, or, don't forget the uh, monorail pylons. That's true. Those <laughs> those are all great spots, man. Mm-hmm. There is no shame during a marathon race. You know, with no. do what you got to do. But you know, if you could avoid some things, absolutely. So. I so. guess we've all left our mark on Walt Disney World. That's right. <laughs> Listen, you had no idea. Have no idea. I had to jump a thingy to get to the trees because I had to pee so bad. The worst was I had to do that in the middle. I had to do that in the middle of a marathon once, and I had to go into the woods, and I got really scared in the middle of it because the sun hadn't come up. And as I was doing my thing, a doe came running out and just was like charging at me. <laughs> and then she stopped. She stared at me and said, "That's the last time I do that for two bucks," and then ran away. <laughs> so much for our family rating here so <laughs> fantastic what are you talking about all right dave that's all i got marathon weekends in the books check us out 
And much like Marathon Weekend being in the books, this show is in the books. So before we sign off and have everyone tell us where they could be found on the interwebs, you could find us all um, on the Facebook at the Mickey Dudes podcast. The Twitter is Mickey Dudes. The Mickey Dudes. And Instagram. How was the Instagram, Instagram this weekend, Chuck? The Mickey Dudes podcast. I, t- I took it over this weekend. Yes, Joe did take over the mickey dudes podcast instagram feed um this weekend so with that being said joe where can they find you on the internet well besides all the pictures of saratoga i was posting underneath our uh, our show's uh, instagram feed uh twitter instagram joe quad you can also find me over at the resortloop.com dvc roundtable show and uh just before we sign off congratulations to everybody who participated this weekend in the 2020 Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend. Eddie Zanima, congratulations to you guys as well. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out at uh, Princess Weekend coming up in February. Nice message, Joe. You should have saved that for the last. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Eddie Zanima, where can they find you on the internet? All right, well, um, I have an interesting Instagram handle. Uh, Eddie Runs Disney. Okay. <laughs> find me there. Zanima? Mine is Z's Life Journey on Instagram. Okay. Dave, if you're not going to die, where could you be found? At the Albuterol Clinic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter at Figment's Reality. You sound like you got that out just in the nick of time. Dave, you were a trooper, I brother. I so did because then I hit mute on the brother. microphone. <laughs> okay, Heather, where could they find you? I could be found on Instagram as Heather underscore Lynn 89. And I could be found on the Twitter machine at Chuck in the chat. So once again, thank you everyone for joining us this week. Congratulations. Like Joe said to all the runners. Um, and what else did you say, Joe? Whatever Joe said. See you at princess. See you at princess. See, see you at princess, everyone. Have a good day. Night. Well, whatever time you listen to it, enjoy your, enjoy yourself. Don't be in the woods. Right, son. <laughs>just listen to another exciting episode at the mickey dudes podcast you can find the mickey dudes on facebook at the mickey dudes podcast and on twitter at the mickey dudes if you enjoyed our podcast please share the love on stitcher or itunes thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon